Welcome to the Smoke and Rope Podcast, the show that brings together Michigan's top cannabis growers, advocates, and business owners to offer a fresh and honest perspective of Michigan's cannabis industry. Stick with us to get the lowdown from the people who have been on the ground floor of cannabis business in Michigan and gain insights into where the industry may be heading. Welcome to the Smoke and Rope Podcast. I'm your host, uh, Ryan Basor, back today. Been a little under the weather, really excited to be here. Episode 62, and that's 62 straight weeks. I want to thank uh, Josh and Hobie for sitting in last week. And today, I'm really excited uh, to have Michelle Willis, the general manager at Rise, on our show today. Thank you, Michelle. Yeah, thanks for inviting me on here. Awesome, awesome. Uh, I want to always introduce my uh, two co-hosts, Tom Beller at Real Leaf. Tom, looking good today. Clean cut. Afternoon. Oh, thanks, man. Nah, a little bit of a trim yeah, up for sure. Yeah. Uh, you know, got to do it every once every quarantine or uh, so. Cool. How you feeling? Um, feeling a lot better. My brain's a little foggy, so uh, bear with me if uh, with that today. But no, doing on the upswing. Feeling good. Thank you. Glad to thanks, have you man. back, man. Kevin over at True. Kevin, what's happening uh, over in Lansing today? Uh, we just are uh, tightening up some loose ends before the weekend. Uh, glad to see you're back on the show, man. I'm, I'm glad you're, you're doing well. You look good. And uh, yeah, super excited to have you back. So uh, uh, yeah, glad you're doing well. Thanks, man. Um, so I wanted to uh, introduce Michelle. I met Michelle, oh, it was about three, four weeks ago when I was doing uh, the Redemption uh, Vendor Day tours up in the UP. And... Uh, I first became aware of Rise, it was about, I think about eight, nine months ago, and um, Redemption started selling to Rise, and uh, uh, it's gone really well, and um, uh, they do a lot of, a lot of business, and it's a, it's a great, uh, it's a great provisioning center for, for Redemption and, and the brand, so, um, you know, I was super excited to go up and, and do the vendor day, and when I went up there, I was just blown away at uh, how well the business was run, how great the employees were. There's a, a little bit of a, an attitude down here where like, well, where are they going to get any employees up there? And and how does and and is, it's in the middle of nowhere. Who's coming? But of course, we know about marijuana. People will travel, and being in Iron Mountain, uh, especially, and they're also in Marquette and other locations. But that Iron Mountain store. Um, just all the people from Wisconsin and Minnesota, and we'll we'll get into that with uh, with Michelle. But um, I was I was excited, and then I had a, a great chance to to speak with Michelle for a bit as I was hanging out during the vendor day, and I thought it was a great fit for the marijuana industry in Michigan. Everyone to listen about what's happening up on the Western UP border. I was pretty fascinated. So um, just the, the amount of talent and the workforce that's up there. I thought this was a good, good example. And as I've been telling people when I've been back, everyone was really intrigued and interested. So I wanted to have Michelle on the show. So with that, Michelle, why don't you kind of give us your background, where you grew up, kind of, uh, you know, um, how you made it to here today, and then we'll, we'll get right into your decision to move to Michigan three years ago. So take it away, please. Yeah, absolutely. I just want to thank you guys for having me on here. I didn't really think I'd be on a cannabis podcast, but that's pretty sweet because where I come from, you kind of have to keep all that hidden, you know? So 
since I've been up here, it's been quite a big change. Um, the whole reason I moved from Appleton, all my family, all my friends are there. It's a great place to grow up, a really great place to live, but cannabis was a little more important to me. So uh, me and my partner left everything and we moved to Michigan. Iron Mountain was kind of the closest area that was to Wisconsin, but still legal, you know? So when I first got here, I remember going to see Dr. Bob um, to get our caregiver license. And that was just a wild experience. I was so excited. The very first thing I did when I moved to Michigan, I went to the DMV that day and then I went to go get my caregiver's license and it was just a trip for me. But I, since then, um, this legal market here, the regulated market, popped up fairly recently. We're coming on our one year anniversary, October 16th. So it feels like it was yesterday that I just moved here, but I've been here three years and it's quite a big change for me. That's great. And can you tell us a little bit about like the rest of the, say, the, the workforce at, at uh, the, the Rise Iron Mountain and, and also the Grow? Is it mostly made up of Michiganders? Is it people coming from, from farther away? I know the general manager and the Marquette stores from Minnesota. Um, and what's, what's the workforce like that you're working with? So I would say the majority of my employees are all local. They're from born and raised Iron Mountain. We have a couple lower Michigan, um, one Minnesota here as well, um, and a few from Wisconsin, including myself, but mostly local. I have 42 employees right now, so. That, that is, uh, that's, that's a lot, especially for, uh, for a provision, just one provisioning store. So, yeah. So t take us through maybe like what's what's your average day like there? I know um, I remember driving driving by. I, I got to Iron Mountain the day before that I saw you guys and we drove by and there's just cars around the corner and it's all all zoned. What a what a great setup. But kind of I guess if you could give us a, give us a little bit about like how the store set up. Um, you know, when you guys get started, how many people you think you see a day and a little bit about uh, the business. Oh yeah, for sure. So right now we're all set up for curbside pickup and all of our ordering is mostly done online. We do have about only a five minute wait if you do place your order and come pick it up through curbside. So we're even fast, faster than McDonald's or Burger King. Um, which is really nice, really convenient for everyone coming. Um, I'm here today, we see about 500 or 600 people on a Friday or a Saturday. So today we're probably about halfway there right now. Um, so I'm taking a little break to be on this podcast and it's really nice, but we're always running around like crazy. Um, there's just such a demand and the environment here is really great because we all love cannabis i mean we're all users so we're jamming to music we're getting orders together and everyone that comes through is super happy and super excited so it's really it doesn't feel like a job honestly 
Hey, Michelle, it's Kevin Pibus over at True Cannabis. Um, you know, one of my college roommates was from Iron Mountain, and, and one of the the, uh, the breaks, I think, was for Thanksgiving or whatever. We, uh, we headed up to Iron Mountain, and uh, I thought it was such a cool town. Um, you know, having the ski jump there, we climbed up the ski jump and, uh, you know, had a couple of sodas, and, and I think we probably smoked one and whatnot. But uh, it was such a cool time, um, and I, I really would love to get back up there at some point. Um, but anyway, I know that Iron Mountain's a small town. So how was it that um, you guys went about getting an ordinance? Was it through ballot initiative or was that something that the uh, the city council took on themselves? And, and what is their attitude towards uh, the whole situation at this so point? So it was city council and they did a rubric as far as points go. Um, we ended up getting a license specifically because we were revamping an old building and we were employing people at least 200% above the poverty rate um, many employees here are all local, so it's really made a big impact on the people in this community, just bringing that revenue in for these employees and them spending it locally as well. So um, we are no longer the only ones in Iron Mountain. We do have Loom here too, but we were the only ones for quite some time because we already had a building together and we've been sprucing it up as we go and we're here now now i wanted to ask you a little bit do you have um you're, you're mainly on the provisioning side but you also mentioned that you guys are also have a grow facility yeah. you guys uh do you have full in, uh, vertically integrated with uh, processing or any any plans for that in the future we do have plans for that coming it's coming up quick i think we get the tags today for the clones oh. so we're in the baby process right now um but that is soon oh, to great. come oh, so we're going to be opening up a provisioning center in ironwood and gaylord downstate and then amongst okay. that okay. we're going to be just getting this grow together and then adding processing too. Oh, okay, yeah, that's definitely the f the formula. Uh, do you guys plan on uh, when you're fully integrated on carrying exclusively your own flour, or do you plan on having other uh, other products on your shelves from other grows? I think we'll have a variety. I'd rather have that for my customers. Um, we'll definitely when we get started. There's going to be a few different brands on our shelf that stay that we have really good working relationships with and that always consistent product. And I think ours will add a nice touch too. Well, I really hope uh, redemption is uh, stays on your yep. shelves, of course. <laughs> it will. Yes, uh, absolutely. We, we had such a good time. Uh, Chris, Chris Silva and I, uh, we, he, I'm, we're talking actually about him sending him back up there to do some more in the winter um ahead of time just because it was i really had um i i came back from that trip and it was like a week later it felt like it was like something out of a dream because um for anyone i had never been west of marquette and just to drive you know that seven eight nine hours and and meet everybody and see these towns and then in Iron Mountain it was really cool um family friends and learning about like the the north side Italians and then like the the Swedes and the the Finns on the south side and like how how all that worked and it was uh it was so it was so cool so we're definitely going to be back up there um do you guys also uh I've been reading in the paper uh looks like you guys might be coming to Petoskey as well 
Um, that's still in the works here, so we'll see. Okay. All right. We don't want to put the cart before the horse there. Then. What, right. What uh? <laughs> what is your what is your breakdown? Do you know of um, people that are coming from from out of state versus Michigan? And then, uh, how many states? I'm sure you're seeing driver's licenses from from all over. That's that's fascinating. Yeah, we are definitely Florida, Texas, um, Indiana, Illinois. Um, you got to remember, our tax is quite low compared to a few different states. So people are definitely traveling. I would say 80% of all of our customers are coming from Wisconsin and probably eight to 10% Michigan. So it's definitely mostly out of state and primarily Wisconsin. Speaking of that, um, primarily Wisconsin, what is, um, what's the attitude when you go back there now um, for a lot of the, the Wisconsin locals? I know I've been following seeing what Wisconsin's gonna be doing for a while and they've got a good um, they've got an activist base. There's the Northern Wisconsin Normal and uh, Jay Selfner, who uh, I've, I've met a while back. Um, and a lot of Wisconsinites moved to, to the UP as well. But what's the attitude in Wisconsin? Unfortunately, you guys don't have the ballot initiative process. And I know Scott Walker, your governor, had been blocking it for a long time. What's what's going on there? Any Anything, anything nice? Um, honestly, I can't advocate enough for the access of marijuana to people in Wisconsin. Um, there's a bar, two bars on every single block. I actually come from the, one of the drunkest cities in America. So it's really discouraging to me to see that I can go to the bar anytime, anywhere, drive home, get three DUIs and not get put in jail. But, you know, an ounce of weed is going to get you thrown in there. And that's something that, you know, the the Tavern League is pretty powerful there. And so we might see a delay, but I did leave for that reason. I thought it was, I was just waiting too long. Um, and I really wish that they could have access to marijuana because I mean, everyone from the Midwest deals with seasonal depression and stuff like that. So. Um, I really wish people had a different option than drinking there. And every time I go back, my friends are super jealous and they all just want to know more about growing. They all just want to know. I'm, I'm just glad to be here because now they can come here and purchase marijuana. Um, and everyone's scared to drive it back. Everyone's scared to go back home and I don't blame them, but I feel really bad that people have to be scared to get their medication to help them out. So I really hope Wisconsin does a, a little bit of a change here fairly soon. You know, it's funny, Michelle, um, you know, I lived in Colorado for a while when they were going through their legislation and, um, you know, I'd come back to Michigan and uh, I'd, I'd be like rolling around with like a couple ounces of weed and just firing them up everywhere. And everybody's like, dude, what are you doing? Like, you got to stop because you're going to get us in trouble. And I'd be like, oh, yeah, that's right. We're, we're back in Michigan. Have you have you read into any of that in Wisconsin and how your friends get on your case about uh, about the way? Oh, you're absolutely. I mean, even my mom now, who is very anti-cannabis, is getting curious about it. And every time I go home, I mean, especially because I pretty much live here at this shop, 
all I do is talk about weed and advocate for weed. And I totally forget that I'm in Wisconsin and maybe I got to be a little more careful about it, but maybe I don't, you know, honestly, I just want people to know that this is out there and this is available to them. And that's all I really care about is everyone's health. So. Yeah, it's really cool. I think that, um, you know, when I would come back, I was the same way people were, I was like the authority <laughs> on weed, apparently, you know, like everybody was like asking me questions, yeah. wanting to know how they could fix things, you know, asking me about, um, you know, their, their aunt or their uncle and how, how could we do things to help them and things like that. And, uh, you know, I, I thought it was really cool. It's a little bit of a responsibility, but I, uh, I appreciate you doing that. I, I'm sure that you maybe don't get the, the thank you that you should, because it is a, a role that you didn't intend, but you're, you're involved. And, and I, and I think that's super cool. That's how change happens. Yep. So you you mentioned uh, about a lot of uh, you know family and friends asking you know how ailments and fixing things. Um, one thing when I was up there, I did hear people um, you know kind of snickering here or there about oh yeah the Iron Mountain there's a you know there's a meth problem or there's a hard drug pro program opiates and I'm sure it's like that um, along the border even on the other side. What are you seeing? Are you seeing uh, any kind of relief with that and people coming in to, to, to try to try to get that? Um, you know, a lot. I've seen a lot of people get off opiates with with cannabis and, and other things. What's what's that like? Uh, is it is there really a, a big problem or is that just uh, what people say? And then uh, is cannabis kind of cutting into that at all? Yeah, so I would say the area where I'm from and this area, too, there's a lot of heavy drug use. And my generation in particular is dealing with the opioid crisis. I know lately we've all been focused on COVID and the crisis that is kind of giving us, but we're forgetting that daily these people are overdosing and dying. And we do have quite a bit of the population that are disabled vets that are on just an extreme amount of opioids and I have no idea how they do it or how they keep handing it out, you know, the way they do, but it's become a really big problem. And I think that us being here and having access to CBD, you know, especially or cannabis has helped with pain relief because pain management is not an overnight type of thing. It's a long, it's a bad process, you know, to have to go through. But if people have the option of using cannabis, I think that's just going to make everything a little bit easier for them and their quality of life is going to improve as well. Well, having a tested product that you can dose properly and so you can actually tailor a program for proper management of pain is crucial. And that's one thing the regulated market has done. I'm not saying there aren't caregivers that do test their product. And there are a lot of people that manage pain without having to know how many milligrams are in their dabs. But uh, for a lot of people coming in and, and to trust something at the medical level, you know, for cannabis uh, for care, it's important to have that. And I feel like more and more people are starting to trust that cannabis can actually do all these things that we've been claiming for years, saying, no, it's medicine. And yeah. Um, It'll just be nice to see it, you know, happen federally so we can all kind of breathe a sigh of relief. But, uh, you know, it's nice to see. I said it last week, Michigan has a new, we're, we're discussing bringing on a new license type for 
um, for research to allow access for research uh, for cannabis. And uh, you know, how do you how do you feel about Michigan's law? Uh, you know, overall as far as uh, you know how the MRA's approach to to regulating cannabis versus how you've seen it in other states and. Well, I've had a really good experience. I think I've kind of been spoiled. My regulator is uh, Steve Eddy, and he knows that Same we're yeah. He knows that we're new, and he works with me every single day. Every question I have, I make sure to call him. I mean, this is a this is someone that wants us to succeed, and I appreciate that. Not like here, here's our rules deal with it and you can't ask questions it's not like that so at least here michigan's been very patient and they do a thorough job of explaining everything and there's some rules where they kind of backtrack a little bit but you know they're trying to work it through and they communicate pretty good with me so all my experiences so far in this regulated market have been nothing but good yeah, I can. I, I second that for sure. So, Michelle, um, you know, Tom brought up, uh, you know, the legislative part, and earlier on, you know, you had talked about the first thing you did when you got to Michigan was being a caregiver, and I'm sure, uh, you know, with the the UP, you know, having such a, a lower population than than the Lower Peninsula, you know, the the UP had to rely heavily on the caregiver market, um, you know, in the early days for it to survive and for people to get medicine. Um, you know, do you mind me asking what Rise's thoughts are on uh, the changes that are being proposed um, here in the in, in legislation right now to, to limit the caregivers operations and what, what, what does Rise think about all of that? Um, so we have a lot of companies on our shelves right now that are a part of the MCMA and we just had a meeting um, with me and my cultivation manager um we have a few different thoughts on it but really we want to see safe cannabis and we do support caregivers i mean there's at least four or five of my best employees come from that medical market and they know about good cannabis and they know about all this testing and how necessary it is and we don't really want to take away anyone's rights or we don't have a problem with business and I don't think we're competing in that market. I don't see the need to take away plant counts or anything like that in particular. Um, but maybe the testing is something that everyone should get on the same page with just for the safety of everyone. So. Yeah, well, I commend you guys for taking that approach. I know that uh, Tom, myself, and Ryan are, are heavy supporters of the can uh, the caregiver market. Um, that's where we came from, and uh, we would never turn our back on on what I would consider our people. And so, uh, I'm glad that Rise has taken that approach. We need the caregivers to keep pushing us and to keep showing us what good quality cannabis can be, uh, for sure. Yeah, just even with you know the genetics, uh, I've always linked talked about the caregiver system in Michigan for 12 years we've almost had like an open source of learning uh, you know like 40,000 of people you know breeding breeding genetics trying it um, different things like that and uh, having I, I think it works great together with uh, whether or not you might be in a spot where there's no caregivers making RSO or um, different uh, full spectrum edibles or, or whatever the product is, it, it all works together. 
And I always, uh, when I first opened my store in, in 2010, we always tried to be the store that the caregivers came to um, and bought stuff. Is that, are you guys still seeing caregivers coming in and, and, and seeing what you guys have and talking about it? As I know when I was up there, you you approached me and started asking me about um, what was going on down there in the MCMA and you were concerned. And uh, that really, I was like, that's great because there's a lot of general managers and there's uh, employees down down around Lansing that don't even know what's going on. And, and you guys are on top of it, um, watching what was happening politically. And, and that was impressive. But do you guys get that type of clientele? And what are you seeing that you guys are providing and why they're coming in? We definitely do. Um, med patients as well, just because there's Michigan doesn't really have the kind of weather for an all year round outdoor grow. So there's going to be some downtime with your caregiver where you're going to have to pop in. And our selection, I think right now I have uh, 500 items on my menu. So your caregiver might provide you with 80% of everything you need and maybe we can supplement that and we have something that they can't make or they can't process themselves and that's totally okay you know we're here and we're here to develop that relationship and you know make it better too um, like I said a lot of my employees are either patients or caregivers too and they're still doing their thing and I think it's just something that we're always going to support, especially try to hang on to our med license as long as we can do. Uh, yeah, I, I I like that a lot. Uh, when when I was hanging out and, and talking to the different employees, um, like I said, I've been saying it a lot. I was impressed, but just the knowledge, um, hearing everyone's personal story and you know uh, why they got into cannabis a long time ago and and just having the blessing of that store there and being able to do it. Um, I had a, a question. Um, you know, at one of the takeaways I came from, uh, from, from leaving that trip and, and watching how much business you guys did and, and some of the other stores up, up there, um, you know, uh, uh, Redemption and, and you know, uh, True Cannabis and Real Leaf, we're, we're all in Michigan. We haven't expanded to other states and I'd thought about it, but then, you know, I, I really want to focus and do the best that I can in Michigan right now where, um, you know, and, and learn. I got a lot. I've learned a lot in a year and uh, I've got a lot more to learn, but I started realizing, um, wait a second, like, Northern Wisconsin, um, my brand's getting into Northern Wisconsin pretty well. So like I'm almost <laughs> in, in these other states. Um, so it's pretty interesting. What do you, um, you know, I feel like we're getting a, a huge head start versus Minnesota, Wisconsin. You mentioned Illinois has this, uh, patients are coming and we're seeing that in Indiana. They're either going north or south because of their tax, their tax structure there. And it's so expensive and the limited competition. So, um, you know, what, what are your plans? Like say Wisconsin goes legal. I know you can't see the future. Do you have any, uh, goals or dreams of being back in Wisconsin and, and working with rise or even like someday, you know, doing it yourself? Do you, have you thought that far in the future? I have, I actually can't wait till the day that Wisconsin becomes legal because I'll definitely move back and that'll be one of the best moments probably in my career because I've been waiting for that 
for so long and I, I even tried to wait it out at home too. But um, I would definitely stick with Rise. I'm not really one to um, do this stuff on my own. There's just so many regulations and I'm just kind of all about the weed, so. Uh, I love it. Uh, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna definitely see if uh, I can oh, join join Chris when he when he comes back up there. Um, I, I really appreciate it, Michelle. We do have a, a little bit of a, of a hard out, and I know uh, I don't want to take take you away from, uh, you probably guys have probably already seen another 50 uh, customers since yeah. we've been on the show, so I want to keep everybody there happy with me. But before we wrap up, I just wanted to let Tom and Kevin kind of say uh, any final thoughts and any final questions. So, uh, Tom, go ahead. Uh, Michelle, it's a pleasure to meet you. Uh, I hope to get up there myself, too, to come and and visit and maybe bring Kristen with us. And we're, we are doing a little bit of a road tour this fall. Um, so maybe we'll bust the, bust up there with the space cruiser or maybe I'll try and get up there with Ryan and Kevin. It'd be nice to check it out. Always looking for a good reason to come smoke over on uh, the Western side of the UP. So, but thanks for being on. It's a pleasure to meet you. Kevin? Yeah, same thing, uh, Michelle. I appreciate you coming on the show and giving us your insight from up there in the UP. Uh, like Ryan said, we're a little bit out of touch down here on some of the issues, and it's it's quite cool to hear that it's that things are doing well up there. Um, and and like uh, Tom and Ryan said, I'd love to jump on that bus with the with Tom and, and cruise on up there and uh, and revisit the uh, Iron Mountain that I had I had kind of uh, learned a little bit about when I was in college. I thought it was a super cool town, and uh, I wish you guys all the best up there, and hope Rise uh, continues to thrive. And, and Michelle, I, like I, I, when I asked you to be on, I let you know like our our uh, audience base is is really Uber Michigan marijuana business uh, focused. So there's there's people from you know banks like Dart and the other banks to to store owners to growers. What uh, is there anything you'd like to say to to that group of people uh, before we wrap it up? Just that hopefully you'll be seeing us more and more as we open up more locations and we're just really excited to grow as a company. Um, we started out, I think with nine people and now it's just starting to blow up and I'm just beyond excited about it. Thanks, Michelle. This is, uh, you know, like I said, uh, that was a life changing trip for me and it just made me think about how I was already, I'm, I'm super pro Michigan and I tell people now I don't even really need to leave the state anymore. Um, you know, there's so many parts, parts of it and wonderful things and to see cannabis thriving. Uh, you've had a lot of uh, Kevin's um, uh, live resin carts that we use from his flower from True up there that do well. And then Tom is, uh, we're about to, uh, we'll be packaging. The, we, we don't want to get too far ahead and announce it, but we did uh, the Apex uh, from Real Leaf Solutions. And uh, you know that flower arrived and driven today and they were talking about how it was the nicest bud that they've that they've gotten so great job tom as far as the look and the smell super excited and we'll make sure uh rise gets a little bit of that and then uh Ke kevin's got his uh very very sought after willie's escape cake uh coming back soon too so you're gonna get to, to try try some of these guys' stuff so um really uh really happy to have you on and um, like I was saying, I'm really glad that, uh, you know, through the relationship with Driven and some others that I was early money uh, on the western side of the state of the UP because it's a 
it's a wonderful market and uh it's been it's been great for uh for me and my company so i i really appreciate you being on and uh we'll be back next week uh back at the office and with that uh, i'll see everybody next week thank you the smoke and rope podcast is produced and hosted by me ryan basor the owner of redemption cannabis have ideas for episode topics or would like to be a guest on the show contact us at ryan b at redemptioncanna.com thanks for being along for the journey